Welcome to the ninth episode of the Commission's Corner for Week 8. I am Nick, joined by my special guest, Nick, of the now-defeated 7-1 Decatur Staley's. How do you feel? I, I, I feel uh, just disappointed. But there was <laughs> fallout was felt by my roster. <laughs> yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, Last year's champion. The, don't take off my whole. Well, I'm just story. saying. I'm just saying. You made such a stink last year. This was going to yeah. be a real. Or last week, this was going to be a clash of the titans. It and was going to be, and it turned out into Lilliputian clash of the tits. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, That's right. Week eight. Week seven is in the books. No, week eight. Yeah, week, right. week eight. Yeah, no, week eight. Week eight is in the books. We're in week nine. I get confused because we did that one Thursday night episode on the first week of the podcast, and it was technically episode two, and it's thrown me off because everything is one more than the week we're in. So this is episode nine for week eight. So I might have to go and purge that one from the Jedi archives because uh, it's throwing me off. It is like the zodiac, like the zodiac killer's code. I've got to get my my ciphering. All right, news and notes. Uh, This week, George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo are basically out for the rest of the fantasy season. I think six to eight. Beat goes on. Jordan Reed was activated. I picked him up. I'm going to play him tonight because all of my tight ends are terrible, so he'll just fit right in. Um. The Packers running backs, their second and third stringer, Jamal Williams and uh, A.J. Dillon, their rookie, were hit with, co- with, hit with COVID. So they're down to their fourth and fifth stringers, though Aaron Jones might play tonight. There's still, they're still some question. They'll still be, yeah, they'll probably still beat the 49ers. Probably. The 49ers. Uh, through the year, probably might have been a bad time for me to cut MBS. Yeah, well, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to get rid of him for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford's on the COVID list, but I think his wife posted on Instagram that the whole family came back COVID negative. What a time to be alive getting our, our breaking news from Instagram. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Thomas looks like he'll finally play after missing the last six weeks with uh, an ankle and multiple injuries. And then the aforementioned, the biggest news of the week. In, in a perfect mirror symmetrical instance of last year, the 7-0 and Staley's lose in the eighth week to the Keeping America, or not, not Keeping America great, uh, Kraft Macaroni and legal fees. How do you feel about that? No comment. <laughs> the people want to know what it's like for you to feel like a loser. Well, I'll, 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 we'll, we'll discuss this as the show goes on. <laughs> Are you just going to keep saying that every time I bring it up? This is the second time you've postponed discussing it until the show goes on. Hey, we're still we'll be, recounting. We're still yeah, recounting. We're, we're, we're going to be going through the outro music, and you'll just hear a very a very muted, oh, I don't feel good about it. And then that'll be the last thing people say. That'll be it. Yep. 
Okay, well let's let's run down the studs and the duds from week uh, week eight. Uh, bouncing back from a fourteen point performance in week seven, Patrick Mahomes had forty two point six points, led all quarterbacks. Um, Dalvin Cook um, straight had fifty point six points. I I said when Derrick Henry scored like forty some points, I'd never seen that many points from a running back, and then Dalvin Cook scores fifty point six points. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I've never, I mean, next week we'll see. Who do you think is going to score 60 points next week? So when I say I've never seen a running back score 50 points in Dalvin Cook, it'll be somebody next week scoring 60. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Put a bullet in my head if that happens, I swear. Uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, got 34 points after having a bad week the week before. That sucks. It looks like they're trading off between him and Lockett, who's one of our duds, it, with who gets good points and who gets who gets the bulk of the work there. So those are the kind hey, of off. I, I have a comment for, for Lockett. All right. Well, okay. Well, then I'll move on. Travis Kelsey, you know, pretty much another pedestrian for him, 21-point game at, at, at tight end. So... Those were your studs. There were a couple other honorable mentions. Aaron Rodgers had 24.5 points. Devontae Adams had 26.8. Um, <clears throat> the Philadelphia defense had 21 points. And Naeem Hines, pickup of the week for Luck Beat Brady, getting her second win. He had 19.7 points. So good for yeah, them. We got that earlier this year. Didn't week he? one. Yeah, week one. Just enough for it. He was on my team, yeah. He had one. He had just a good enough week to stick on the bottom of my fantasy roster like a barnacle, the bottom of a boat, and then I finally scraped him off into the waivers. But I'm glad to see he produced for someone. So there you go. Duds of the week: um, Carson Wentz, my quarterback, nine point six two points, awful. Tyler Lockett, like we said, five point three points. I know you wanted to expand I, you know, on that. I, I, yeah, I expected him to play better. You know, that wasn't his bye week. I needed him to play <laughs> with my guys that roll on bye. Yeah. Yeah, you had a bipocalypse. Yeah, that's right. I, there's more of that coming. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, Adam Thielen, he had uh, 4.2 points after being somewhat reliable the first seven weeks of the year. Um, DeAndre Swift in Detroit had 3.8 points, and then my Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 4.6 points. My team was the turd of the week by far. Um, I only had a few players on by 56.82 points. I only had one player score double digits for me. Well, I had one more dud to add. Again, a guy I was counting on for my buy. Justin Jefferson got me a total of 4.1 just when I needed him. He'll also pay the The only thing when you're – if you look at those two guys, both Thielen and Jefferson, it's tough to produce when Dalvin Cook is getting 50 points. You know, you've got to think that – but who knows? Not enough balls to go around. That's what she said. Um, So – Winners and losers. Uh, Super Camario got to five and three, beat my team almost by uh, a triple the amount of points I scored. Uh, the great band Bimino won, got her second win of the year against Cobra Kai. She just high fived me if you heard that. 
Uh, Keeping America Great has now got the second best record in the league, six and two, beating Orange Julio. With the that was the closest game of the week. Um, Orange Julio listens to this podcast. Heard good things. Heard you. Heard you. Uh, Say, lay some praise on Nelson Aguilar, and he got zero. I'm going to go back to the tape. You might have said in the first podcast that got erased, you didn't say anything good, but in the second one, you were talking about him. I didn't talk about Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. But what day of the week? What, what day of the week is it? <laughs> it's, it's too late for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, he lost by. Um, Three and a half points, basically. So, you know what? On my, if he had my team, I think I only had like three guys get over that. So he should count his blessings. He was even that close. Um, the Hitmen got to three and five by beating the Mavericks. Um, Luck beat a Brady, beat ATL Gangsters. That was the upset of the week. Uh, far and away. Far and away. Good game by her. Um, and then Kraft Macaroni and Legal Fees knocked off the previously undefeated Staley's. Let's true. just let this let this let this breathe now. This this radio <laughs> silence. So what do you are you ready for my top three? <laughs> we'll talk about you losing. We'll we'll push that further in the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we delay that for the moment. Yeah. All right. Let's get your top three. <laughs> As has been detailed earlier, yeah. over and over, kudos to Ricky's Mac and Fees. As for the second year in a row, they derailed my 7-0 team. But at 7-1, the Staley's do retain the first place in the league. Oh. Uh, yeah, Mac and Fees, you know, moved to 5-3, and three, but they're just outside of the top three with that win. Boy, what a black mark on these rankings. <laughs> you know, it, it, they're getting good now. <laughs> uh, number, not, number two goes to Jonathan, keeping, up, uh, keeping America great, who squeaked out a tense three-point win over warm OJ. You know, that boy just... <laughs> Lackluster to win, but to get them to six and two, good enough for second in the league. Lack. Well, we come, <laughs> what, what? Boy, you you throw so much shade at poor Jonathan. A lackluster win. <laughs> he was, you are, last week, last week he wanted you crapped all over him having two tight ends again. This week gets to six and two, and, and you'd have thought anymore. you'd have thought he got to six and two despite scoring sixty points. He scored <laughs> fourth most points in the league. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is this your part of mine? <laughs> I don't. Is that number three? No, that was two. Okay. We got a new number three that's been on the in the top three before. But they're starting to heat up again is Super Camarario <laughs> who blasted the Lepers by eighty points to reach five and three. That makes the top three. Now this week's uh game of the week obviously has gotta be this is the first time we'll have a Number one versus number two match as the Staley's at seven and one are going up against keeping America great at six and two. Early line favorite.
Staley's by 27 points. But you know that don't mean a thing. Well, I can't wait for I can't wait for Jonathan to beat you, and then you'll still be number one in the rankings, and you'll still somehow <laughs> drag his win through the mud. <laughs> I wouldn't do. That yeah, anything. well, oh, the sun got in all my players' eyes. Oh, I don't know what happened. All right, well, let's yeah, see. I just trade some more of them off. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. We've got we've got your your rankings. Now let's go to the actual experts' rankings. Uh, yeah, see how far off. <laughs> all right, we've got number one. This is fantasy pros. Every week we go through the fantasy pros top six. These are their projected playoff teams. Number one is the Staleys. Two Super Camario. Three Keeping America Great. Four. Oh, how about that? Same three. Just a little walk. One the, the way they got him up there, huh? Yeah, well, okay. Four, <laughs> four, we've got Kraft Macaroni and legal fees. Just outside of the top three, as they say. <laughs> Five, we've got the Lepers, and six, we've got the Gangsters. But the biggest difference from this week and last week, your championship odds are still at 31%, but now Camario's championship odds are at 25%. So creeping up. Yeah. Well, huh. Okay. Well, we we play we play each other in week ten. So oh well, there you go. There we could. It could be another one versus two. Well, you, you know, know what? You probably will artificially make it that because you control those rankings. <laughs> all right. Let's all right. Let's get your coulda, woulda, shoulda. Oh, that we. Oh, oh my, that's where. We, okay. <laughs> Once again. I, 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 we missed something there. I thought we, we didn't miss anything. All right. <laughs> All right. Once again, it blows my mind that, you know, every week you could have put up a team that would probably beat every team in the league. This group that I put together here put up 163.3 points. Again, beats everybody in every game of this week. Is Nelson Aguilar yeah. on that list? Uh, not this week. He's on oh. somebody's roster. Oh. But uh, Philip Rivers is on it uh, from the Chargers. He put up 24.3, which would have been a whole lot better for me than getting Baker Mayfield out of there mm. last week. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't is now a good time to right. talk about your first defeat of the year? Well, no, this is a bad time. We was doing could have would have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Wilkins from Indy uh, put up 21.8, uh, grabbed up by the Staley's this week. Then DJ Dallas from Seattle, or is that DJ Seattle from Dallas? I don't know. But uh, 21.3 was picked up by Mac and Bees. Then we had Mike Williams, uh, wide receiver from the Chargers, put up 18.5 was claimed by the ATL Gangsters. Deshaun Hamilton of Denver put up 16.2 and went unclaimed. Uh, Taysom Hill, tight end in New Orleans, eight, was at 13.5. Pretty good week for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then our flex guy goes to, he's been on this list before, he just can't get off his Gus Edwards, put up another 15.7. The Gus bus. But, Go bus. Uh, oh, Uncle, Uncle Gus. 
bus. The kicker is huh? bus. Yeah, whatever his name is. Come on. Uh, the kicker was Cairo Santos from the Bears at a fourteen point mm-hmm. And the defense of the week was the Dolphins at eighteen points and add them up one eight one sixty three point three. Something else right there. Yep. Well, there you go. Well, for our last, well, for our special segment, I think now is a good time to discuss trading because I think it's an integral part of any fantasy league, but it doesn't happen as often as waiver claims or, uh, you know, the draft happens once a year. And then you and I made a trade. So I thought it would be interesting to give the listeners an idea of how a trade is how, how how we started it, and how then how we wound up, it, yeah, how we came how, about it, and how then it came about. so I think everybody needs to put their cell numbers in their owner information because to really get a negotiation going, you need to either doing it by text or by call. I mean, I, I'm saying I've had you know a couple one on one trade offers that just come across the EM, ESPN. Um, notification and i have no other option it's either take it or get rid of it and i've had to you know reject them all when there could have been something i wanted to no i won't give you that guy i'll give you this guy but there's no there was no back and forth and i think that's the most important thing about getting a trade done nobody wants to talk to you on the phone pardon nobody wants to talk to you on the phone they hear you enough on the podcast I agree. Yes, I I think I do think I think for some reason ESPN's trading they changed it this week or this year and it, it doesn't give you on the app. I don't think it gives you an option to to leave comments for trades that you've been I getting. Agree, but to put in a counter offer. Yeah. Well, we you know, uh, you know most of us have Facebook, so if you want to do it, that's a good way of doing it. Well, I guess for I, I, I guess for you, carrier pigeons or something a little that, more old fashioned would would work. That works very well. Email. I can trade started completely different. You know, you offered me Le'Veon Bell from Edmonds. Yeah, I offered, I offered Le'Veon Bell for Chase Edmonds because Le'Veon Bell, we said it last week, you made up, you you did a great comparison calling him the Dracula sucking the blood out of my team. And I'd rather it. I might've been, I, I wanted to get rid of him and just have one share of that Kansas City backfield because even if I, I can live with Edwards Alaire having a bad game, I can't live with them both having a bad game and and or trying to play the you know it'd be like having both those Seattle receivers and trying to figure out which one's going to have a good week, which one's going to have a bad week. So I offered you Le'Veon Bell for Chase Edmonds. You said no, and then right. and then you I think said I came back and offered Fournette for Bell. You offered Fournette for Bell, and then I said, well, what about Le'Veon Bell for Justin Jefferson? And you said, no. And you said, I'll do Fournette for Bell. So I said, okay, well. And and for everyone, you know, another important thing is roster construction. All of these guys that you're, I'm asking for on your team are, are backups. They're all bench players that you play during bye weeks for all intents and purposes. Exactly. And Le'Veon Bell was starting for me, and DJ Shark was kind of starting for me. So I came back and I said, well, what about Le'Veon Bell and DJ Shark for uh, Justin Jefferson and Fournette? 
and you said you kind of I could hear the wheels hard around said I want a little how about I need another young guy yeah so then I threw in Henry Ruggs the first round pick from the Raiders and then that's what we agreed on it took about yeah, 15 minutes I would say the whole the whole process yeah it's like pulling teeth with you I know. yeah well likewise <laughs> but sure. usually that was a big trade. Five players moving teams. That's that's a little. That's pretty. Um, that's a big trade. Most most trades aren't well, that big. Usually, I think both of us come out happy. Like yeah. you said, you got two starters. I got deeper on my bench. That if something hits me, I'll have some um, options for uh, you know backup players. Yeah, and um, what do you have any tips for general trading? I always try to. The first thing well, you want to do I, is... I try and make it, you know, where both sides, sides comes come away happy. If I'm going to make you an offer, so I've looked at your roster, and I'm going to offer you something I think helps you. You know what I mean? Usually, so, I mean, most times... You can't try and cheat, you know, and try and pull the wool over somebody's yeah, eyes. Usually, it's... The most common you'll see is someone that's deep at wide receiver trading for someone trading with someone that's deep at running back. So then they swap out some bench players. Or, you know, that's what usually it. I always have a hard time trading like a running back for a running back because usually, unless another one's injured, you're kind of swapping. I feel like it's always usually a lateral move unless there's something that. Uh, you know, you're, you're buying into like Le'Veon Bella for Leonard Fournette. That would have, that would have been one of the rare, if we had done it just one for one, I think it would have been beneficial because the situation was having Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Alaire. I just wanted to get rid of Le'Veon Bell, but usually I, I usually those types of trades, I'm not <coughs> too keen on. I always try to do like a, a trade for a wide receiver. If I have strong running backs and vice versa. So Another thing is because it's a keeper league. Or sometimes you, you, you know, if you've got uh, two really good running backs, or say you've got three, and you want to get one an upgrade of two of them, that you can offer somebody two running backs for one mm-hmm. superior running back. Yeah, you know, you just got to be careful that you, you, too many times people try to trade three quarters for a dollar. And then, uh, yeah, well, that, you just can't do that, and you really can't offer it to really, you know, keep your credibility. Yeah, and one more thing, and we did this a couple of years ago when it was, I think, right before it became a keeper league, but the announcement had been made. If you're struggling, there's a couple teams that only have a few wins, and they might be looking to next year. One of the things we did was, I don't know, two three years ago, my team was like six and two, and yours was like one and seven. And we made a trade. I don't remember the specifics, but I remember. You might have been zero and eight. Now that I think about it, but uh, I traded you. We we made another big trade, but one of the centerpieces. I I got a lot. I I think it was back. I don't. I mean, it was back when Lashawn McCoy was doing well. I know I got him, and I think I got Adam Thielen or something. Anyways, I wound up trading you Ezekiel. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and um, you were basically kind of not necessarily punting the season, but because you didn't have a lot of prospects to make the playoffs, you're willing to sit on that suspension. So, 
I know right. Super Camario, uh, Saquon Barkley was dropped. She picked him up. So if you're one of these teams, it looks like I'm not going to make the playoffs, but I have some pieces. You know, this would be a good time if uh, I don't have a real solid guy I want as your my keeper. Yeah, and if yeah, if, you can talk to her about Barkley. You know, that's what I would. Yeah, do. you know, if uh, you know, you know, I I. I I don't think anybody's nobody's officially out, but let's say a couple, you know, let's say, I don't know, just say the expendable hitmen lost like three games in a row. Well, you know, if Super Camario looks like they need a wide receiver too, you know, maybe you go, I'll give you Mike Evans for Saquon Barkley. Right. And, yeah. you know, I and then, understand. and then you, you, I think that's wise advice to, you know, everybody in the league. And also keep your eye on the waiver wire because, uh, Last year, that's how I got Josh Jacobs. He had gotten dropped on, I think, Kraft Macaroni dropped him and en route to their championship run. They needed a roster space, and they dropped him, and I picked him up and held him through the offseason thinking he might be my keeper. So always kind of look, you know, look at on IR, look at what's been dropped. You know, I know it's a little different this year because we have so many bench spots that it's going to be tough to see somebody that, you know, is... Well, no, is, like I said, every week you look at what it could have... There's guys there every week mm-hmm. that if you hit on them, you know, they're, they're going to put up good numbers for you. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, always trade, you know, the emails, go back to, I always copy the whole league on emails, so if you want to, you know, and most people in the league are willing to engage, it's just, uh, you know, you got to reach out and kind of say, hey, I need help here, what can you do? And if you can't reach a deal, you know, you can't reach a deal, but most people are willing to trade, it's just... I think a lot of people have trepidation when it comes to like making a fair trade. So there's trade analyzers. You can always go in look if you if you yeah if you go in and look up you know fantasy football trade analyzer. You can type in your yeah, player there's one right in your phone there. Yeah, and it'll uh, let you know what how fair the trade is. So um, you know you don't build a lot of people don't build their teams through trades, but as as the year winds down and people you know as the the standings clear up. There's a lot of teams, um, you know, that are now getting primed for the playoff push, and you might just need that one extra piece, and, uh, you know, maybe you can make a deal, and you might have to give up a little bit more, you know, give up youth, but, uh, you know, you might get something to help you get that push in the end, so. so yeah, that's, that's what she said. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. How about that? That that was quite the, uh, quite, quite. Are we going to talk about you losing your first game? Finally, it's the very end of the podcast now. We're running over a time limit. Oh, well, okay. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, well, all right. Well, thank you for joining me. I'll talk with you later. Love you. Bye. And good luck to everybody out there for week eight or week nine. Dang it, I did it again. Um, We will be back next week with another podcast. Until then, good luck. Did you spare?